a lot of people say doctors outside Kenya are paid very well. Ho ho. And I'm telling like if it was me and I had all this information and that is where I was, I would definitely try. Mm-hmm. I would go for it. I'd go for it harder than I did when I was in Canada. In Canada I had too many things to take care of at the same time. There was too much life going on. Yeah. But th- at that point I think it would have been very quick, especially if you start doing like you do your multiple chess exams before you get to Canada. Yeah. So while you're still in Kenya, well maybe you have some you know it's life in Canada is very expensive as well. So if you're trying to go through the process and you're there, you also have to think about taking care of yourself before <laughs> you get you qualify and start making the nice yeah. <laughs> medical doctor money. money yeah so yeah i mean i would advise if if you if it's if something you're hearing this yeah give it a shot yeah you never know you know you never know my fikiria kwenda maju watu huendaje maju aje maju kukoaje mtu kama mkenya anaweza kupata kazi maju na wakenya usurviveaje maju Hi everyone, my name is Cecilia. Hi, I'm Wairimo. And welcome to the Kwenda Maju podcast. And today, this is episode three. three. Episode three. Mm-hmm. And I'm excited. If you're listening or you've been listening from episode one up to this point, we want to say thank you very much. Thank you. We really appreciate. Uh, we are looking forward to your feedback. Please feel free to leave any questions, comments. Anything that you have, we'll do our best to get back to you and mm-hmm. respond to you. Mm-hmm. Interact with us. Yes, feel free to interact with us. Um, so today's episode is about working abroad. Yeah. Yeah? Yes. <laughs> are I'm, you nervous? I'm nervous. You are? I am nervous about this episode. <laughs> this is as open as I've been <laughs> about this whole about process. About this whole process. Yeah, I'm still even like... Yeah, I haven't even unpacked this with my therapist, so yes, this is step one of, of my therapy. We start with the podcast. I'm start unlocking it to the podcast. I mean, it's the millennial way, so we start with the podcast. <laughs> Maybe the, your therapist should also send them a link to the podcast, you know, <laughs> in case they want in-depth follow-up. Yes, and then they can leave a question there. Yes, <laughs> the and then you can respond. And I can session. respond during my session. <laughs> anyway, yes, so. We always start with a bit of banter about uh, Canada to just give you a bit of insight on things we've not actually discussed, things that are not in, among the topics. We try and mention a few things that are differences between Kenya and Canada. Like I say, I share the Kenyan perspective because I have lived here in Kenya, born here in Kenya, never gone abroad. I'm not even going to another African country to live or work there. I've mainly been based here. And like you, where we co- I compare my experience with you, you have lived in Kenya, worked in Kenya, uh, but also had the yeah. opportunity to go to other countries. Yep, here on the continent, here in Africa, and outside Africa. And outside Africa. Mm-hmm. So, all right, something you told me once <laughs> is working, let's say just say, working in Canada where mm-hmm. you worked, mm-hmm. it unlocked a level of hard work Yes, you had not experienced here while here in kenya yes and i don't i will not take credit for that um the 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 concept the way it was uh, has been phrased or the way someone someone actually found the language to describe it i was actually watching a youtube video by a youtuber who's originally from nigeria and is living in canada yeah and she was talking to people in nigeria and telling them when you're coming to canada you will unlock another level of hard work that you you, you thought that you used to work hard <laughs> and then you come to Canada and realize you didn't. You'll unlock another level. I don't even know where it comes from, but you know, sometimes you just have to do what you have to do when you're an adult. You just, you gotta do what you gotta do. So, yeah. yeah. But the thing is, it's not that, it's not that, um, what I'm trying to say is that even the foreigners there let's say like the canadians work very hard yes canadians work very hard let me just say it like a bit crudely wazungu upigakazi wauchapakazi sana they really really work hard Mm. canadians work really hard if it's a manual job by the time you're getting home after your shift you are exhausted finished completely and i suspect the same for other you know jobs it's you know you do you you find that people there their their work ethic it's completely different it's i know i keep saying this but it's a whole mental shift mm. 
yeah. from what you're used to. And not that I never used to work in Kenya or I never, I used to tell myself I work hard, you know. Yeah. Sometimes I'd leave the office or leave work late, leave the last one, the other, the rest of the office, the rest of the place I was working was all dark. I'm the one who's leaving last, going home late, you know. And, and still you cannot compare. I cannot, the, it was, it's like, <laughs> I don't even know. It's like, uh, <laughs> what would Kenya it's day and night honestly it's chalk and cheese it is people really really work hard and pe- many people have multiple jobs so they have a job from let's say morning up to afternoon another job that goes afternoon into the night some other people even have a third job i honestly did work with a young man who was working i think he used to sleep like two hours and maybe just have another hour or so for commuting and 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 uh, getting ready like taking his showers and eating but in the summer he was working three jobs every day okay. so i don't it's it comes up to you know like on average i think the number of hours people work in kenya is around 40 hours a week like if you work an eight um, to five an eight to five for like monday to friday up to saturday and even sometimes saturday mm-hmm. it comes to 40 42 hours a week mm-hmm. Because I'm, I'm averaging like seven hours a day times six days a week. In Canada, people working 60-hour weeks, 80-hour weeks, you know, it's people work a lot. People okay. work a lot. Like, I don't know what to say. And I think that was for me one of the, you know, was it was a bit of a what, part of the culture shock of, of going there. Yeah. All right. And I think that's a good introduction to what we are about to discuss, which is working abroad. Yes, and this is why I'm nervous about this, because mm-hmm. um, I'm going to share a lot about my experience there. I went to Canada on a work permit, so mm-hmm. I went there to work, basically. Yes. Um, and <laughs> my experience was... <laughs> Different. It was, it was interesting. There was it a was lot. It was interesting. There was a lot. But I also think this episode will be... The more we get into it, we'll be able to understand why it's... Um, it's it will be relatable to a lot of people in specific careers, especially if you're one who's very... Who specializes, maybe. Yeah, someone coming... like I think skilled professionals... Yes. Will live in Kenya, yeah. Living Kenya will may benefit from hearing this experience by skilled professionals. You mean people who are like, like in specific, yeah, like I mean, engineers, like that. Yes, I mean, like if you're doing a white collar job as oh. opposed to trades, and by trades, I mean like if you're a mason or a chef oh. or a, you know, a carpenter, yes, those are in Drivers. Canada they are called trades and, yeah. and they're called skilled trades, yeah. but by skilled professionals, I mean something like an engineer. Mm-hmm. A, a doctor, a lawyer, a nurse. Yes. Yes. So that's the perspective you're going to share, skilled professional perspective. Yes. yes. All right. Just to reiterate what we already said in previous episodes, that yeah. if you're going to work in Canada yes. and you did not come in, you do not come in with, uh, you don't have permanent residency and you're not a citizen, mm-hmm. you will need a work permit for yes. most jobs. Yes. You can get a job in Canada, but be disqualified because you do not have a work permit so yes. you need a work permit to work there as a citizen of a foreign country yes and we've discussed this in in, in episode in, one in episode one about yeah. immigration yeah and we, we tried our best to cover all the bases yeah uh so please listen to episode one on immigration about that so tell us what you did for a living before leaving kenya to go to canada okay i think i think that's a good starting point mm-hmm. Um, so before leaving Kenya, I worked as a specialist doctor, mm-hmm. and that means I had done my undergraduate mm-hmm. uh, medical degree mm-hmm. and done my internship, been registered as a medical practitioner yeah. by the Medical Practitioners Board. Yeah. And then after that, I had subsequently done my master's still here in Kenya okay. and specialized. Yeah. And after that, I had actually worked enough to be able to qualify to be a consultant okay. in my field. So. Uh-huh. Um, at the point that I was, I got the opportunity to go to Canada, I was a consultant specialist doctor mm-hmm. working in Kenya. Yes. And while making the application in the back of your head, what were some of the expectations you had about being a specialist doctor uh, going to Canada? So what are some ex- expectations you had in the back of your mind? So um, before, while I was making my application, yes. when I got the opportunity, of course, a big concern of mine was would I be able to work yeah. in Canada yes. and you know work in my profession yeah. 
and I think the f- starting point was looking at the job banks. There's a government of Canada job bank, and there are also websites that we mentioned in episode one, like mm-hmm. Indeed.ca, mm-hmm. and other websites that advertise specifically uh, medical jobs. Mm-hmm. And I could see there was a great need for doctors of my specialty. Yeah. In fact, there were job ads that. I started seeing at the beginning of when we were beginning the process and I would see them month after month. Sometimes they'd even be renewed and I could tell that they're they're having difficulty filling the position. Mm -hmm. So I knew basically that there was a need Mm -hmm. for doctors. And also there were, I mean, I I think the, the, the situation was, it became more crystal clear. Like the, the situation of the, of doctors shortages, doctor shortages, in Canada, in the province that we eventually ended up going to, which is Nova Scotia, mm-hmm. there are doctor shortages that yeah. are spoken about, and there were already some news articles that I had seen from here. I didn't have the full picture until I got there, but I already had an idea about it. Yes. The thing I will say is there was a great shortage of information about the actual steps towards licensing. Yeah. So I knew that, I knew this because of experience working as a doctor in I've, I've not only worked as a doc, as a specialist doctor in Kenya I've worked outside of Kenya yeah. in a different country and I knew that there that if you were to work in another country you need to go through particular licensing procedures yeah and I also knew this because I knew foreign doctors who had come to Kenya and they also had to go through the process the process so mm-hmm. I knew that there are particular processes that one goes through to be licensed to work in a foreign country. Yeah. The thing is, at the time when I was making my application, which was 2017, finding that information online was, let me tell you, impossible. Mm-hmm. Like finding out the details, yes. that what is the process, to mm-hmm. know like what the process entailed. Mm-hmm. But I was optimistic. I think I was overly optimistic, thinking that, of course, if they have all these shortages and all these openings, mm-hmm. they must have quite a reasonable and complicated process towards licensing and I would be able to be licensed to work there so I didn't uh, yeah I didn't I didn't have all the information it was not possible to get all the information and mind you I did my due diligence even contacting um, the bodies that license doctors there Mm -hmm. but never really getting a straightforward answer Mm -hmm. Um, but yeah, so I just, I went on with my process. You're optimistic. You're like, I'm seeing the job ads. Yes. So that means the positions that I'm seeing, they're being re-advertised. Yes. So that means. And I've worked in Kenya. I've yes. worked outside Kenya. I have the experience. So you're like, okay. I can do There's this. There's hope. Yeah. You're I optimistic. Yeah. I was very optimistic. Yes. Perhaps overly so. <laughs> As we shall see As later. As we shall see later. <laughs> So, Vitukwa ground. So, you've landed in Canada. Yes. The state is Nova, it's Nova Scotia. The province, The yeah. province is Nova Scotia. Yes, I was in Nova Scotia, which is on the east coast. Yes. And um, Vitukwa ground, I have to say, are different in different provinces, yeah. but stories have similarities. Yes. So, you, we are talking about your Nova Scotia experience. So, my Nova Scotia experience was I land in Nova Scotia. And, mm-hmm. of course, I start, now I'm here. Uh, the jobs are not something I'm seeing there. They are now here. Yes. So I start contacting because, you know, when the job was, would go up, there'd often be an email of an actual individual you could talk to. Mm-hmm. So I start contacting those people and they keep referring me back to the college. You know, I was like being referred sort of back and forth. Yeah. And I have to say it was a gradual process of realizing that basically my credentials and my experience were not going to be of much help mm-hmm. um, uh, to help me get licensed in Canada. Mm-hmm. And that the licensing process... <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> the licensing <Yeah>. process. <laughs> and that the licensing process is a very complicated one. Yes. One that many people were on the journey of. One that would, you know, takes years. Yes. And one that many are not able to complete. Yes. So the, the first, the first, let me say... So I, it was it was slow a slow realization of the situation I was in, mm-hmm. and the first signs were, so we'd make acquaintances, you know, you'd go to a dinner party, or you'd meet people, and they'd be asking me that what do I do, and I'd tell them I'm a doctor, and they'd be like, oh, there's a doctor, have you heard about the doctor's, doctor's shortage? shortage. I, I my, many of them even had personal stories like my family doctor has retired and there's no one to take over things like that. People. Mm-hmm 
shared their own personal stories, mm-hmm. which at first was made me optimistic until I started hearing other stories of people telling me that, oh, they know such and such a doctor from such and such a country outside of Canada mm-hmm. and they are working as a taxi driver. And other stories of other skilled professionals, engineers, lawyers, doctors, mm-hmm. working basically blue-collar jobs. Yeah. And then I began to dig to find out more information about the licensing process. So I, so I did contact, I did contact um, actual individuals. I did contact the colleges. Um, that is the college of, uh, when I say college, I mean it's, it's one of the bodies that registers uh, doctors in Nova Scotia. It's the College of Physicians. Of, of Nova Scotia mm-hmm. um, and other licensing bodies I contacted the big hospitals to try and get more information but eventually where I got concrete information detailed information about the licensing process or the various pathways mm-hmm. to licensing was actually an immigration organization mm-hmm. that is mandated by the government and I think in every province there is one yes. in Nova Scotia it's called ISANS that is I-S-A-N-S and ISANS stands for Immigrant Services Association of Nova Scotia mm-hmm. yeah and they help um, different immigrants with a, a vast number of of services, including people who are business people who want to start a business, mm-hmm. people who need help with their language skills, people who need help, even things like writing your CV. Yeah. So they are the ones who are able to give me detailed information about how licensing, what the different pathways to licensing are. And this is when I actually could see or could, you know, see what lay ahead of me. Mm-hmm. And this, it took me a while. It was probably... How long were you were you there? A, n- a number of months. By the time I came to find out this information, I, w- I even want to say, because at some point I became, I, so what happens is, so you, you I'm, I'm trying to get licensed. Oh, I'm trying to find out information about how I can work as a doctor. But at the same time, we need to pay eat. rent, need to eat. My partner is in school, we need to pay school fees. So there was no time to concurrently do both of those so what I actually found out was I have to first focus on finding a job, finding a job, any job mm-hmm. and being able to work that job just so we can have money. And then the other thing that it hit me, okay, but now I'm getting ahead of myself. Maybe I'm jumping the gun. But what I came to realize was before I could tackle the licensing uh, process, I needed to tackle the immigration process because we were also trying to convert our temporary stay into permanent residency which is a whole other process separate from my licensing process yeah and that one took priority because if i am not able to stay then you cannot even be able to I, work exactly and the process the licensing process was something i came to realize takes a number of years mm-hmm. people even the average number i was getting was five years but you see my work permit is only lasting two years mm. so if i want to stay to be able to follow pursue this licensing process i need to take care of the immigration process yes. so the order of priority changed so actually the time when i came to find out about what the licensing process was was probably i definitely had been in canada already for a year mm-hmm. yes it's when i now contacted the department within isans that deals with what what foreign doctors are called, which is they're called, we are called international medical graduates. Mm-hmm. That is contrasted with Canadian medical graduates, mm-hmm. the people who've been through med school system. in Canada, mm-hmm. yes. So the li- it took me a long time to find out about this licensing process. I think right now, it may be that someone who's searching from here can find the information, but let me tell you, that time when I was searching, it was impossible to find out the amount of detail that we shall talk about in this in, in this episode. All right. Yeah. What is the process of applying for being now that you've realized from yes. Isense that it's not as simple as I, it's yes. you can't just get in there do a one two ex, one, two, one two evaluations yeah, and then you're a doctor. No, yes. no, no. So what is the process of being licensed? So there are various pathways to licensure for international medical graduates, or should I call them foreign physicians? Mm-hmm. And at the core of these pathways are currently there are two exams. Mm-hmm. And the exams one of them is called um 
the Medical Council of Canada Qualifying Exam, Part mm -hmm. 1. Mm -hmm. And the other exam is called the National Assessment Collaboration Objective Structured Clinical Examination. Oh it's abbreviated as NAC OSCE. Uh, people, physicians, doctors know the, those uh, know the, at least the abbreviation OSCE because yeah. it's used a lot. Mm -hmm. That's Objective Structured Clinical Examination. Mm -hmm. So basically, there's a multiple choice exam, and that's the Medical Council of Canada Qualifying Exam Part One abbreviated MCCQE1. Then there's the National Assessment Collaboration Objective Structured Clinical Exam, abbreviated as NAC OSCE. Mm -hmm. And these two exams, there used to be three, mm -hmm. but now there are two. Mm -hmm. For example, the time when I landed in Canada, there were three exams, mm -hmm. but now they're just these two. These two exams are at the core of uh, the any pathway to licensure for a foreign trained physician mm -hmm. so basically what i'm saying is is to work in canada as a foreign physician you need to do these two exams wow and they, they cost they cost quite a pretty penny like the mccqe1 the multiple choice exam it's a, a computer-based exam i wanted to say written but actually it's mm -hmm. computer-based mm -hmm. and i did that in august of July actually of 2021. Mm -hmm. At that time, it cost around, let me call it 1300 shilling, ah, 1300 Canadian dollars. So that times about 80. Okay, 80,000. Times 80. Oh, yes. times 80, sorry. Yeah, it is about 80,000 because if it was 1,000 times 80, it would be 80,000. All right. So that's around how much that exam costs. And in my experience, that exam gets more expensive every t time, every year, the price goes up. That one is offered many times throughout the year, and actually you can take it from outside of Canada. I'm not sure where, but if you go to the Medical Council of Canada website, you can see where that exam is offered outside Canada. Mm -hmm. And then the second exam is the, is a clinical exam. The NAC OSCE is a clinical exam. Mm -hmm. That one is used to be offered twice a year. With COVID, it's been up and down. There's been a few cancellations because obviously it's a clinical exam and there's required contact with... Um, they don't use real patients for the exam. They use simulated patients, so people who act as a patient. Mm -hmm. But because of the contact, because of COVID, it's changed a little bit. So it used to be offered twice a year. Uh, some this these days now nowadays or for the last couple of years they've offered it once a year, mm -hmm. and you have to be in Canada currently. You have to do it while in Canada. Mm -hmm. So those two exams are at the core of any pathway to licensure for a foreign medical graduate. How much does that second one cost? The second one costs about two thousand dollars, two thousand, maybe twenty two hundred. When I last checked. But it also it costs two thousand dollars. Yes, it costs two thousand dollars, Canadian dollars. Canadian dollars. So that's about upwards of one hundred and fifty thousand Kenya shillings. Mm -hmm. We're saying the figure so that you keep in mind. If you're, yes. for example, a doctor here thinking about going there, um, it's some of the figures to keep in mind. Yes. So yes. you can see how it can take someone a while to be able to, to save see, up to, enough. Mm -hmm and put it aside and also have enough time because you have to study for the exams because you want to <laughs> pass them you don't want to redo them and they're redone people do redo them so wow. you want to pass uh, so and this is the baseline cost of the exam not counting the cost of study materials or because there are even study courses that you can take while you're in canada mm -hmm. so the cost of that of course will drive the total cost up but yeah. Basically, that's a ballpark figure of how much those exams cost. Mm -hmm. And they are the core. Again, I know I keep repeating this, but what I'm trying to say is you almost cannot get away with ca doing the without doing the exams. You have to do them. To be licensed, you have to do these exams. Mm -hmm. Now, once you've done those exams, the pathways open up. If you've done both those exams, you're, you are able to secure a job offer. It is possible to apply for a job with, the, with having done those exams. And if... Um, the the employing organization offers you the job. Mm -hmm. They can work with the College of Surgeons and and Physicians of Nova Scotia. That is the licensing body. They can work with them to sort of um, what is it called? 
to ensure that you get your license. Yes, I don't I don't know what the word I'm looking for is. But anyway, <laughs> they can work with you. They can work with you uh, and push on your behalf. Okay. Push on your behalf for you to be able to get uh, the license. Yes. So they will work with the college, work with you mm-hmm. and you'll get a license based on this job offer. Okay. The other thing that you can do is that um, there's um, in it, in different provinces they have it for many specialties, mm-hmm. but in Nova Scotia they only have it for the specialty called family medicine, mm-hmm. and this process is called practice ready assessment. So you can apply to be able to be licensed as a specialist, but only in the family medicine specialty. Currently, it's a very new program. It's being rolled out. Um, of course, there are other documents that they'll need. And uh, it's possible to find all this information and navigate to the page from the Medical Council of Canada website, which is mm-hmm. mcc.ca. Yeah. Um, you can be able to find all this information online. So to get sort of the breakdown of all the documents you would need. But this is a pathway that exists. Um, another pathway is, uh, unfortunately, to redo your residency. So to try and get, get into a Canadian institution that, uh, offers medical residency. Mm-hmm. Medical residency is basically like um even here in Kenya people do master's degrees mm-hmm. and you become a specialist. Mm-hmm. And I'm saying unfortunately because many people will come to Canada when they've already specialized. Yeah. So you end up having to redo it. It's not easy to get into but it has been done. Yeah. So once you've finished your residency then now you get your license. Mm-hmm. Um, and now the, the, the final pathway that currently exists, and this is specific to Nova Scotia, it's offered by the only, currently the only medical school in Nova Scotia, which is at Dalhousie University. And the Dalhousie University website will have more information about this. Um, it's called IMG Clerkship Program. Mm-hmm. So it offers um, two positions a year mm-hmm. for international medical graduates to be able to enter medical school in Canada at third year. Mm -hmm. So you have to already have graduated here in Kenya. Here in Kenya. Mm -hmm. And then when, and you have to already have been living in Nova Scotia for at least a year. Okay. Then you can make this application. Is it possible? Yeah, you can graduate here. Go stay there. Go live there. Of course, you won't be working as a doctor. Stay for a year. Yeah. Then make the application. Okay. And then you get in though, you'll have to redo Third the year. final years of medical school again again but now in canada yes but when you graduate you graduate as a canadian medical graduate oh. and you go now through the system with other canadian medical graduates you're no longer an img you are a cmg which is coveted position okay so right. to just let me just summarize the pathways so basically you come in you do the two exams we've mentioned mm-hmm. and then you can either one secure a job offer Mm -hmm. which is apply for a job and be accepted based on the two exams that you've done and maybe your 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 previous previous experience Mm -hmm. somehow and then your employer will work with you and the college of physicians and surgeons of nova scotia who are the licensing body to be able to get you licensed Mm -hmm. okay the second pathway is you apply for what is called practice ready assessment mm-hmm. and practice ready assessment means that you will not have to go through residency again they will um so your your experience basically your experience uh will count yeah. and this one is only available for one specialty currently in Nova Scotia in other provinces it's there for different specialties so please do your due diligence and look depending on which province you're going to but in Nova Scotia, they only had it for the family medicine specialty. Mm-hmm. So you can get licensed based on prior experience as a family medicine physician mm-hmm. outside of Canada. Mm-hmm. Okay. Then the other pathway is to try and get into residency uh, as an international medical graduate parallel to the Canadian medical graduates who are coming in. So every, not every program, but many programs offer a few positions for international medical graduates mm-hmm. or foreign trained physicians to be able to get into um, residency. And then the fourth one is the clerkship program, the one I've said for international medical graduates mm-hmm. offered by Dalhousie University mm-hmm. in which you qualify to get into third year of medical school. 
and graduate mm -hmm. within the Canadian medical system. Oh, Now, all these websites, all these uh, pathways have websites or you can look for the information online. You can use those keywords like practice ready assessment. Mm -hmm. You can look for Canadian resident matching service. Sorry, Canadian resident matching service. Mm -hmm. If you're thinking about residency, you can search for Dalhousie clerkship program. If you're looking for the clerkship program, mm -hmm. um, yeah, but the, the processes are, they, they may sound simple, but when you go into the details and do your own research and see the amount of documentation you'll have to provide, it can be quite a process. Yeah. And I initially you'll already have to have organized yourself to do those two exams. Read for them. Read for them. And do them. Pay for them sit them and pass and them. pass them and pass My them gosh. so it's it's quite a process <laughs> um, the dis little disclaimer i'll put there is okay the first thing i'd like to say is there are what are called approved jurisdictions mm -hmm. so physicians from these so-called approved jurisdictions um their process seems to be a bit more uh you know it's not as complicated as this one let me say that is that a good word to use so Basically, these are approved jurisdictions. If you trained in these jurisdictions, mm -hmm. if you did your undergraduate medical degree and did your residency training in these approved jurisdictions, you can be able to work in Canada. Mm -hmm. um, you can be able to be licensed in Canada. Mm -hmm. uh, and the process is not as complex as for a foreign trained physician from outside an approved jurisdiction mm -hmm. and outside of Canada. Mm -hmm. And the approved jurisdictions are these. You can actually Google that, but they are. We'll mention some of them Australia, New Zealand, the United Kingdom, of course, the United States of America, mm -hmm. Hong Kong, Singapore, mm -hmm. South Africa, which is the only African one. What? Sw Switzerland. Yeah, and I think that's it. Mm. So if, you're, if you happen to be a Kenyan who has trained there, you, you can try for Canada. Yeah, mm. actually, there are, um, if you do your research, you'll find that there are specific pathways for people from these approved jurisdictions. Yes. The other thing I'd like to say is, unfortunately, it seems that if you're a physician who has had some working experience, statistically, at least, you are um, at a disadvantage when it comes to applying for residency. Mm -hmm. Because the the system the system appears to favor recent graduates mm -hmm. so if you are someone who has someone like me mm -hmm. who already has worked has experience has done residency mm -hmm. you'll find that the system either will make you retrain or just you know shut you out completely because mm -hmm. the system uh, the pathways favor recent graduates yes. so even international medical graduates who get into residency mm -hmm. it's more likely to be the ones with five years or less experience and this has been there are statistics there are studies that have been done to prove this this is not mm -hmm. just something i'm saying but this is good news if you are currently in medical school in kenya fourth year fifth year maybe sixth year in your final years and you would like to work in canada it is very possible for you if you start making a plan very early Um, as early as fifth year, if you're in your final year of medical school, if you're preparing to do final year medical school exams in Kenya, you will be able to easily, very easily pass those Canadian exams. Mm. So really think about it. It's a good opportunity if you want to maybe have some foreign experience mm -hmm. and you are in your final years of medical school in Kenya mm -hmm. and you're preparing to sit those final year exams that knowledge that they that you have that they are testing in kenya is the same knowledge that is similar not the same not exactly the same of course but similar to what is being tested in canada mm -hmm. if you use the canadian study guides and study aids i can say that you will pass you will pass you you are a at a very good position to pass, pass those exams so if it's something that you ever thought about and that is where you are in your career medical career Please go for it. Do you think you've covered everything there? I think so. I think so. I think But in, in case if you have any questions, maybe this is a, there's a lot of information you shared. Maybe you should take a small break. Yes. And be like, if you have any questions, if you have any comments, if you have any inquiries, 
we mentioned our we are active on social media uh, uh we have a page on facebook that's um when maju podcast we're also active on linkedin i'm sure a lot of doctors i'm not saying i'm sure i'm assuming a lot of doctors are probably active on linkedin uh if you are please follow share your experience if you're if you're Kenyan trained doctor working in a different country please share your experience would like to know if you've been curious to know maybe if you're in Kenya and you're thinking I want to go to Canada and I want to work there as a doctor I hope this information is useful to, to you so follow us on Facebook uh, the Kwenda, Kwenda Maju podcast uh, LinkedIn is Kwenda Maju podcast um, we those I think an email send us an email we yeah. have a TikTok page but I'll mention that at the end um and the email is kwendamajupodcast at gmail.com mm-hmm. yes so feel free to interact with us also on this episode itself like we said there's a community section there's a q a section feel free to leave your comments and like i said keep it civil yeah. keep it civil yeah. all right respect people's processes and stories yeah the community right. the community section is available on anchor yes. and also on spotify it's called q a yes uh so this is now the last the last part in conclusion in conclusion so what are some of your some of the tips uh as a what is some of the tips you can share from your experience as a kenyan trained doctor who left canada i mean who left kenya sorry who left kenya went to a different country what are some of the things you 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 can give as advice to either medical students your fellow doctors whoever who is listening i think the first thing i'd say is if you if you're planning on on going to canada or or you know anywhere the thing is to start early mm-hmm. i think the earlier you start the better yeah and by early i mean second last or last years of medical school mm-hmm. that's the time you should start thinking about because thinking about um tackling the process because yeah. it can be a very long process and mm-hmm. I think it's best if you start it from when you're in Kenya and from when you're fresh from medical school when the yeah. knowledge is fresh because for example you have to take exams some of yes. us medical school is a long time ago yes it's, it's the working knowledge is very different from the knowledge that you have when you're finishing medical school the academic knowledge so that time is a good time to take the exams Mm-hmm. So the like I've already said, if you're in your final years of medical school and you're thinking about this process, that is the right time to start. And let me repeat, what, where, which website did you say they can go and check? So there is various websites. There's the Medical Council of Canada website mm-hmm. that is mcc.ca. Mm-hmm. They offer the first multiple choice exam, mm-hmm. and then you can also look for a National Assessment Collaboration that is NAC mm-hmm. NAC. Mm-hmm. Um, they also have a website about the second exam to mm-hmm. take and then they are now from there I think the other websites are to do with uh, licensing you can also look at the Dalhousie University mm-hmm. IMG clerkship program mm-hmm. because um, that's another pathway towards licensure and also the Canadian resident matching service mm-hmm. so that's if you're planning on looking into getting into residency just spell the Dalhousie sorry. Dalhousie oh sorry Dalhousie University that is D A L H O U S I E like house but housey S I E S I E okay that is in Nova Scotia all right and actually actually there are many different programs in other provinces there's information yes. about them so if you're not thinking of going to nova scotia you're thinking of going to another province do your yes. research for that province yes look for just look for, put the keywords like canadian residency in saskatchewan mm-hmm. or in ontario or in british yeah. columbia just put the search keywords yeah i don't know if the other provinces offer a clerkship program the one that's offered by, by dalhousie is specifically uh, in Nova Scotia but yes. I think there are many similar programs in different provinces so right. you can look into it the exams um, the first one is called MCCQE1 mm-hmm. if you just even google the abbreviation you'll, you'll find it, it. Mm-hmm. the other one is called NAC OSCE that is N-A-C-O-S-C-E Mm-hmm. That's the second exam. If you Google them, you will see. You will find the information in whatever province you want to. And like I said, the MCC 
QE1 is offered outside of Canada. Yes. So you can also look into that. All right. Yeah. And I, I just want to sneak something in like how hard was it to sit for, to to focus to read <sighs> the exam? <laughs> so you finished med school years ago Yo. and then having to concentrate and read let to prepare you. for that exam. Let me tell you. I think we talked about this while I was taking the exam yes, and I told you that for me was the hardest I've ever studied and I've done 844. <laughs> You know, I did KCP, I did KCSE. You did med school. I did med school and I did residency here in Kenya. But still, I have never sat down to concentrate to study so hard. Because first of all, the money I was paying, there's no way you are going to fail. I was going to fail. That was not an option for me. Yes. And also, I just, you know, like, wanted to give it my best shot. Yeah. So I have, I am still on the in the process. So I have only done one exam. Mm-hmm. Um, but yes. Okay. You're hoping uh, to do the, hoping the, to do the, the second one. Yes. All right. Um, so that's why she's advising that if you're fresh out of uni, maybe it's the best time when the info is just in your fingertips. Let me tell you, you just need to do a bit of preparation to be able to, you know, because the diseases are different. The things yes. here in Kenya, we are dealing with infectious disease, malaria, TB. In Canada, malaria and TB are exotic diseases. <laughs> Uh, they have other, you know, lifestyle diseases are more common. Yeah. So just to be able to sort of understand things like that, which right. the preparation will not be as much as like I had to do. Yeah. yeah. Um, you said something which was, because these are now side tips for Vituqua Ground, like mm-hmm. what you've learned from your, exp- some of the tips you've learned from your experience. You said there's a demand for family doctors. Oh, yes. So but like, this is in your, the state you're in? In the province I was province, in, okay. which is which is okay. okay. In the province I was in, which is Nova Scotia. Mm-hmm. So I used to keep hearing people talking about doctor's shortage, doctor's shortage. Mm-hmm. When you actually read about it, the doctor, that the doctors who there's a shortage, mm-hmm. for whom there's a shortage. Mm-hmm. So is that correct English? Yeah. But the doctors for whom there's a shortage mm-hmm. are family doctors or family physicians. Yeah. Um, I think in our system they are called general practitioners because we use the british system mm-hmm. so general practitioners if you're in that field and you would like to come to canada it's very likely that you may not have to redo your residency mm-hmm. if you're coming from kenya mm-hmm. the likelihood is that you probably will you probably you will still have to do the exams mm-hmm. but the jobs are many <laughs> i don't even know what to say many 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 Especially okay. in Nova Scotia, there's actually a great shortage. Okay. And I think Canada-wide, but family physicians are in great demand. So okay. if you're also like somewhat thinking of what specialty to do to be able... To, maybe you, you might think to do family medicine just so you can be... Go and work there. Marketable in Canada. So yes. yeah, family physicians. And if you're currently a family physician, please look into practice-ready assessment that one is there in even in Nova Scotia where the program for practice ready assessment mm-hmm. is not there for all specialties it is there for family medicine mm-hmm. so look into it shoot it's, your shot. It's, it's possible to definitely <laughs> shoot your shot family physicians canada wants you yes canada needs you <laughs> they'll pay you you are a doctor here in kenya yeah and then you went to canada and had to do a variety of jobs, which yes. we'll tackle in season two. I think we'll, we'll talk about those in season two so, after I've done therapy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Being a doctor comes with a certain ni chair of line, you know, people, you know, call you doctor, doctor, please come. But now when you go to a country where people don't know who you are, talk about the the ego, like how it's changed you, how it's transformed, like what you had to adjust to and just a tip to the other doctors who might be listening. <laughs> I don't know if many doctors will have this experience, but... This is your experience. This is my experience okay. because I had to go and I am a doctor, but in Canada, I am not a doctor. Yes. Which is... It was a, it was very it was very hard mm-hmm. coming from Kenya. First of all, like I, I realized that my whole... A lot of my ego is tied to... Your career. My profession. <laughs> How people see me, how when you enter a room, everybody is listening. Yes. Now suddenly I enter a room and no nobody one. cares. Who's this person who's coming? <laughs> yeah, no one no one really feels anything for you. So it was it was a whole adjustment. Yes. Um I, I it was a very, very humbling experience and yes. I'm grateful for it because yes. I don't think there are many experiences in life that humble you like this. Yes. 
and I feel like humility is important. Yes. Especially coming from where I was, <laughs> humility is important. Most doctors are people who are, you know, academically doing well in school. So yes. you've, you're used to, to okay, praise. in my experience, in Kenya. Yes, ah. me, I was used to it. You know, I was even being called Daktari before I was Daktari. So, you know, they call me. They also call me doctor. They also call you doctor. They also call me doctor. Uh-huh. So <laughs> I don't know why you went into that, but it's okay. So All yeah, right. so yes. there was a lot of um, um, mental work I had. Let me call yes. it mental work I had to do. Yeah. To be able to humble myself, to be yes. able to adjust, adjust, to be able to do jobs so that I can survive. Yes, and the experience has been so. In, in, aside from being difficult and all that, it was very interesting. Yes, and I don't think I would have been able to have this experience here in Kenya. Yes, but um, it's 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 just. I mean, I think once we get into season two, maybe we'll start into it, talking uh, you know more detailed stories. But yeah, they they are. And the thing is, I'm not the only one. I got yeah. there and found not even people, at least me, I can say I wasn't that old when I came to Canada. You'll find people who are in their 40s and 50s who have come from their home countries, uh, who are these skilled professionals mm-hmm. and have had to just, you know, take on whatever job is there. People with families, people with children, yeah. you know, you have to, you know, it it almost doesn't even give you the chance to pursue this uh, licensure proce- process or pathway because the children have to go to school. Yeah, you You've come to. with a young child that is 18 years at least yeah. and beyond maybe if they go to university. So it's, you know, it's that also, you know, it made me, I, I felt humble, but when I'd hear other people's stories, you know, you, you hear, should I call them worse stories of people who have had bigger struggles than me and that also put me in my place to Yes. be like okay it's not but you also so took bad. your time to do the exam that's another thing i did i definitely did um because of that because of there was a you know a part where i was really mentally struggling with the decision and you know going back and forth with it should i do this process should i you know honestly there was a point when i thought and when i found out that it's not possible to work there i asked myself should i go home but there are so many you know, loose ends at that point, yeah. you know. My partner is in his first semester of school, so mm. do, do we stop that? I have tied up my loose ends in Kenya. Do I come immediately and start, yeah. you know, opening them up? And Like, la- a lot of life was happening. You yes. can't just pick up your things. You can't just say, like, now this was Oh, happened. I'm done, I can't work here. Bye. Okay, back. I'm back home. Yes, and I also, because immigration is a huge investment, yes. and you have to get return on your investment yes and i could see that there were opportunities actually because i was also going to canada to do other many things. other things yes. so and those the opportunities for those were still open yes. so um i i just i just i stayed yes. i stayed and yeah all right and um you did you meet i just wanted to ask have you met other doctors kenyan doctors while you're there Oh yes, mm. I've met very. It's actually very interesting. That thing which I said in <laughs> Kenyans everywhere. Kenyans are everywhere. Oh. So actually, from my this is now the funny thing or interesting thing from my medical school class. Yes. I'm talking about my med school class, class of. You want to see the class? No, see the class. <laughs> class of that year, <laughs> University of Nairobi. I can say the University of Nairobi. Yeah. Class of that year, I have met three other doctors. Mm. Everybody had their own path yeah so one of them came to canada having trained from one of those approved jurisdictions Mm. and still had an uphill task to be able to work and still found that he had to do those exams actually yes he had to do those exams but he was able to get a license in the meantime yes and that is i think because of that uh experience that he had had from the approved jurisdiction but before he got the medical job he did a a blue collar job yes. so the the process you know you have to be prepared for everything yeah there's a doctor from our medical school class who managed to, who's gone through the process and is now working i'm not sure in which province actually that would be so cool if we are able if we if in season two we are able to bring these doctors oh here my for goodness. for a whole discussion yes and they can all share their stories yes, yes. included and Actu- my work you will just say mm, mm-hmm. <laughs> actually <laughs> i remember there's somebody else uh-huh. there's somebody else who's doing what is called a fellowship 
in a very very specialized thing she's actually like very very impressive mm-hmm. so and she's also from our my med school class our class people are high achievers mm-hmm. and then there's somebody else who um came in with permanent residency mm-hmm. which was you know like already a big pro yeah and is currently has done those two exams and is trying to get into the residency program so right. the residency is being done now as we, the, the matching it's called matching for residency programs mm. the canadian system it it happens in february so okay. it's, currently, it's currently ongoing currently happening this okay. is we're in february of 2022 yes so fingers crossed for her yes but yeah the, i did meet a number of doctors yes yeah all right mm-hmm. and do you think and this is the last question do you think that your experience in Canada now that you're back in Kenya do you think it's it, if you went back to practicing do you think it has made you a better doctor yes i intend i intend to go back to practicing mm-hmm. and um i think actually i'll be able to practice here in Kenya a bit before i continue with the rest of the exams mm-hmm. i hope to and the experience has been invaluable the perspective that i have gained even from even as you know being first of all being a patient in a system where nobody knows I'm a doctor yes um to just you know being able to work all these other different jobs and mm-hmm. see life from these different angles yes i definitely think it's made me not only a made me a better human being mm-hmm. and will make me a better doctor going forward yes and i am grateful i'm grateful for all the experiences big and small all the difficult ones the funny ones the interesting ones yeah i am grateful for all of them yeah mm-hmm. and i think that's a nice way to end the episode what do you think yeah i think <laughs> i've been so open now i probably need to go um eat some ice cream and and recover thank you like i keep saying thank you for sharing your story and being vulnerable and i hope if you're listening to this you have learned something Please share, you know, something I should say. Please share these episodes with your friends, your colleagues. Share. Sharing is caring. Yani you listen to this episode with all this information and you won't share surely. Share. Share with your fellow doctors. Fellow if you are parent listening and your child is in med school, please share. Spread the word. Um yeah, and like I said, Facebook Kwenda Maju podcast. Uh, LinkedIn, Kwenda Maju Podcast. Email, Kwenda Maju Podcast at gmail.com. We have a TikTok page, which wait. is... <laughs> I was going to say, wait, all started. Oh, yeah. Wait, all started is on a TikTok page. We started this. We didn't plan for it to be a podcast. We started with a TikTok page. And we were just comparing the cost of living between Kenya and Canada. And we realized there's so much more we can offer. And our page is... Our page is... N87W... X W Oh X W eight four. So yes. repeat again. N N for Nancy. N eighty seven. X W eighty four. Yes. So that's our page on TikTok, and we don't intend on changing the the name. It will just stay as is. But thank you so much. We hope to see you in the next episode, and thank you so much for your for sharing your experience. No problem. <laughs> All right. Bye, guys. Bye. Take care of yourselves.